I've had students call me and say, you need to come talk to me. You need to, to come talk to me about the impact I'm having. We're giving them those skill sets to go in and influence the change that they have now uncovered and then that they can go in and build those partnerships to, to, to implement those solutions in their organizations. Meet Dr. Consuelo Waite, Director of the Executive Masters in HRD at the University of Houston. Consuelo has been the driving force behind the program since it started 10 years ago. Working with the faculty and advisory board, she's ensured that the program stays aligned with current trends and challenges in the workplace so that the program delivers impact to students and graduates as well as their organizations. Here's Consuelo sharing a few examples of what those organizational benefits have looked like. I can think back at the sales organization in one of the top four oil and gas companies here in Houston. And to be able to look at that sales organization from the outside in and gather the data and then build capacity internally to create a more competitive organization. And that was done through the lens of developing. And then the impact that that had and the level at which that specific intervention got recognition, I thought that was phenomenal. Then we have the, the building of an HR department. And that, you know, talking about change leadership and talking about data, how impactful the creation of this HR department was, it had to be context-based. It had to connect, align with the business. But it, at the same time, it look at the outside you know, look at the competitive HR transformations, HR departments, and learn from those um, to go in and then create, build the HR capacity in the organization. Presently, we have someone working on a global performance management. This is for another country. And within six months to see the role that data has played and the fact that she got the opportunity to present to her CEO and that one conversation, one interaction then led to so much more realignment and the impact that it has had for her, but also, you know, for her organization. So yeah, it's, it's been an amazing journey to walk with these students as they come in and think that they know what they're looking at. And then it just, becomes this amazing learning journey to to learn about with their organizations. Welcome to Executive HRD. I'm your host, Darren Short, and in this series of 10 episodes, we're lifting up the hood and looking inside of the University of Houston's Executive Masters in HRD to explore what it means to undertake an HRD Masters and to surface some of the expected and unexpected benefits. Across the series, each of the 10 episodes focuses on a different aspect of the program and will explore everything from the way the program is designed, through different aspects of the content and the student experience, through to the benefits for individuals and organisations. Across the series, each of the 10 episodes focuses on a different aspect of the program and will explore everything from the way the program is designed, through different aspects of the content and the student experience, through to the benefits for individuals and organizations. Along the way, we'll meet current and former students and faculty members, as well as others involved in the program, to learn about what makes the University of Houston Executive Masters in HRD so special 
as it celebrates its 10-year anniversary. Already in the series, we've explored the design of the programme as well as the benefits that students and alumni experienced as a result of the programme. We heard about how it's helped to provide a sense of purpose as well as build confidence, about how it developed the language and tools to advance and switch careers, and about how it helped raise visibility and credibility and led to promotions. Through those accounts, we heard phrases like life-changing, transforming, and giving people the capability to be their best selves. In this episode, we explore what the benefits are for the organisations where those students and alumni work. To do that, we'll meet seven former students, as well as someone currently in the programme. We'll also hear from two members of the university faculty. Together, we'll look at how organisations have benefited financially through process improvements, new teams and new programmes that all flow directly from projects within the Executive Masters. We'll also look at how organisations benefit through the daily use that students and alumni make of what they learn in the programme. We started this episode hearing from the programme's director, Dr Consuelo Waite, and we'll hear more from Consuelo later. First, though, let's pick up where we left off with Consuelo's examples of organisations that have benefited from having employees in the programme. And let's hear four examples in more detail. Starting with Ashley, who graduated from the programme in 2016. Ashley works in sales readiness in the oil and gas industry. She spoke with me about how a project completed for the programme turned into a major new talent pipeline for her company that paid for itself right away. Here's Ashley. I worked on a project where I brought a huge change to the organization and created a pipeline, a talent pipeline into the organization of young talent that we never had before. We'd made attempts to be able to put a program like this in place and never been successful. You know, I I had an amazing support system helping me put it through. And then also the guidance of all of my professors helping me structure this in a way that was going to resonate with my leadership team as well. I had to work with, you know, initially just HR and my manager to really present this to our leadership team to see if they would even endorse this. I worked with HR to understand what our average age of employee was, how many expected retirements we were going to have, and basically painted them a gap as to where we were going to be a number of years from now in terms of not having enough talent to source and meet the needs of of our sales. And, And so once they were really able to see kind of the state that we were in, and that we would have had to go and, you know, hire experienced hires. Obviously, that's always an option, but they're much more expensive. And what's great about recruiting directly from university is that you can mold the talent exactly how you want them to be. There's no, there's no behaviors to unlearn. And so that's a great bit of, of why university recruiting is, is preferred. Once we receive their endorsement, that this was something that they wanted to do and invest in and go forward, then work with recruiting and HR, you know, for structuring this program, working with supervisors as to who this, who these people would report to, you know, and then obviously going out and finding talent. 
And the change that that program made to my organization was huge. We have a talent at Pipeline coming in and we're training them, we're onboarding them into positions. It paid for itself right away. And the fact that probably within months of onboarding our first couple of people, they were immediately graduated from the program and placed into full-time positions. And we continue to need more and more people. And you know, now we're sitting here trying to assess the needs for next year and how many people we're going to need to go recruit for and how many spots. And every single year, it just keeps growing. And now you know, we're at a point where other sales divisions are wanting a program and wanting to see this encompass their area. And so that's truly how I've me- measured success is the fact that these candidates are successful. They're doing well in the organization. They're getting promoted. And, you know, we've obviously continuously been able to find them a home and there's been a need for even more individuals. It's interesting to hear Ashley's description of the project and the benefits to the organization. By applying what she was learning in the program with the guidance of professors, Ashley addressed a key business need that helped the company and also helped her as a professional. As she mentioned, she worked with HR, recruiting and supervisors, created a business case, presented that to business leaders, and then drove the implementation of what she describes as a huge change for the organization. It therefore feels like a win-win for both Ashley and her employer. Let's now meet Dovey, who graduated from the Executive Masters in 2014. When she was in the program, Dovey worked in organizational change for the oil and gas division of a multinational engineering and consulting business. When she and I spoke, she explained how her experience in the program led to the design and creation of an organizational effectiveness team that, like Ashley's account, required that Dovey create a business case to put to leadership. Let's hear from Dovey. I was in the organization that I was in during the HRD program for about 15 years. And I was probably about 12 years into my tenure there when I finished up the program. As I was finishing up my HRD program, I basically up until that point had been sort of a a one-man band, if you will. And I was supporting one of our senior leaders at the time and everything that fell under her part of the organization But going through the program and then the growth of the company was happening at the same time, I pitched to our leadership team in in the U.S. that I thought it was time for the organization to have an organizational effectiveness team. And I basically put together a business case and went and pitched that to the executive leadership team. And after that meeting, they essentially approved me starting to develop a small department. So I went from kind of a one-man band to bringing in two other people. The three of us together really started a a well-organized change management group. And then it really morphed very quickly into organizational effectiveness. And we added a few more people. And then we really started looking to the HR business partners as our client group. So we basically would lead change projects or lead, you know, project effectiveness activities for the business lines, but we also would train the business partners, the HR business partners on change management methodology. And we would consult to them about whatever was going on in their employee population, whether it be kind of a small team issue or kind of a business-wide issue in their part of the business. And then they could lean change onward as was fitting for kind of the population that they were serving. 
there was a lot of, of work taking on the change management toolkit that, that I ended up developing with my team in the States. It was so encouraging to hear people say, wow, this tool is really helpful. Thank you so much. You've really kind of helped me put on paper the things that I have kind of rumbling around in my head. And I feel like I can get my arms around this now. And then shortly after that, the company went through a global restructuring and they actually appointed a head of organizational effectiveness based um, in our you know, global headquarters in the UK. And I ended up being the kind of Western hemisphere lead for that team. And we had you know, a few people embedded around the globe that were really, really truly focused on you know, organizational effectiveness and, and a global reorganization project for the next probably close to a year. That's not all a direct result of the program, but it's it's definitely an indirect result because people weren't using that language in my company before I went through this program. I, or I would say the company was fortunate that I was in the position I was in supporting the executive I was who kind of, she happened to make her way through the organization reasonably quickly. So the things that we were doing and I was doing in support of her were kind of widely observed by the company. As we heard there from Dovey, her experience in the program helped her to move from being an individual contributor to pitching the need for a new team that she then developed and led, with the organization benefiting from that new team, from new support for organizational effectiveness, new toolkits, and from a more experienced employee. So far, we've heard a couple of examples, one about the creation of a new talent pipeline, and the other about the creation of a new organizational effectiveness team. Let's now hear a couple of examples of how the program, instead of creating something new, led to the improvement of existing organizational systems, tools, or processes. Up first, we'll hear from Ernie, who graduated from the program in 2017 and works as a project manager and process improvement consultant for a major multinational corporation. When we spoke, Ernie told me about how a project he completed as part of the Executive Masters resulted in a significant process improvement for his company that delivered significant financial benefits. Here's Ernie. My project focused on, on the, the very small portion of the shipping facility in Houston. And it started off, you know, I, I was just I was like, okay, I'm just going to throw something together. I, I don't really care. You know, I'm just hoping to get past this program. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like, wow, this is, this is very cool. Cause there was already a process in place and then being able to, to pull back and look at, okay, well, this doesn't make sense. This is, doesn't make sense. Uh, how much is this costing us? Uh, how much time is this doing? And then we're looking at all these different models and, and we're able to, to put that specifically into everyday use. Applying those, those models from, from what Holly was teaching us, our, our professor, to, to specific tasks and areas and being able to say, okay, this, in this action research project, this is what you're looking to do. And then quantifying it and putting uh, contracts on it and that way you you know you're not stepping out but I was able to get that and kind of put it right on top and and know that this action this task it's what it's supposed to look like and then change it internally okay well we don't need this we don't need this we need this we need this 
tools, processes, restrictions, better lighting, you know, all that's applicable. I actually knew what was going on. I understood the steps. I knew what uh, what the doc was telling me, the professors. And I was like, man, this is this is pretty cool. And then it evolved into a larger one. So my company's global, and we end up going to our Atlanta facility and including them in the operations, and then to our Pittsburgh facility. And that affected our, our corporate area in, in Florida. And then all our suppliers, which are come from everywhere. I mean, it was real cool. <laughs> they made a, a big deal out of it and sent a PowerPoint to everyone. Hey, this is what we saved. And this is how many people were involved. And this is what it affected and process changes. So it, it makes us money financially uh, a lot. And then the guys are happy at the, on the floor because, you know, everything's right. It's fast. They don't, they don't have to wait for a bunch of stuff. Ernie's example there shows how the program's content, combined with the experiential nature of using students' organizations as the source for projects, places those students in a position to really add value and make an impact in their organizations. In Ernie's case, by improving processes in his own facility that were then shared around the country and ultimately led to the company saving a significant amount of money. To hear a second example of how a project completed in the program benefited the organization through an improved process, let's now meet Winston, who graduated from the Executive Masters in 2020 and who works now in talent acquisition for an American healthcare improvement company. When I spoke with Winston, he shared the story of how the strategic project he completed in the program improved the way his organization made use of a major sales tool that ultimately led to the generation of revenue from new customers. Here's Winston. We have in place numerous systems. One of those systems is Salesforce, which is our customer relationship management tool. Salesforce as a system and its various you know, uh, modules were purchased and deployed by the company. But the, what was problematic was its adoption. So one team did things one way, they stored it in Excel, another team stored their opportunities in some other place, and everyone had their own basket of opportunities of which the other team may or may not have been privy to, may not have had access to at some point. So. It was all over the place. It was in various other solutions, tools, and that itself was part of the problem was bringing it all under one umbrella. So Salesforce was available, but it was not widely adopted. My strategic project was around the creation and implementation of a sales data management process in Salesforce to mass upload sales opportunities data in there so that it becomes the source of truth to all the, all the folks in leadership. So when they see it, they can forecast revenue, they can have an idea of the customers they would like to target, and frankly, maintain the business and keep an eye on what's happening and what's not happening. You know, we were thinking that perhaps the solution is we just need to create some deadlines or have the right definitions or just everyone manually do one thing or two. And the solution was not that at all. The solution was actually, it wasn't the chat. The solution was, it's not a Salesforce problem. It is a data problem. 
And it's not analysis, it's just we've got too much of it. So how do we simplify data management, which is different from chasing opportunities or Salesforce or leads? My discovery of the fact that it is not a tool problem, software problem, it is the fact that there is one particular process flow that's missing. And if we can adopt that on a wider scale, then that should make data management or data uploading or having everything into one system or collating data that has hitherto been scattered across some different systems under one umbrella a lot easier. It allowed operational efficiency to, uh, for top leadership to go and target the right customers instead of duplicating efforts. Now that revenue was certainly you know, visible because we won many customers in that space, which otherwise, had we not been visible to, we would not have been so focused or targeted in the way we, in the way we uh, go after customers and frankly pursue them. So now we've heard four examples of how organizations have benefited from employees being in the executive masters. One through a new organizational effectiveness team, one through a new sales talent pipeline, and two through process improvements. To learn more about how the program positions students to identify such opportunities and make an impact in their organizations, I spoke with Diane, an assistant professor at the University of Houston who now teaches in the university's undergraduate HRD program and who was the program manager for the executive masters from April 2018 to August 2019. Let's hear from Diane about how the program positions individuals to have such a significant organizational impact. So in, in this program, the dialogic or the mindset is used a lot. With that, it comes like the philosophy or the way of seeing like our life experiences help us to understand and to, to know what I know, what we know. How organizations benefit from that is by having employees that now they are more mindful about the impact that they can do in the organization. They are more mindful about how their self-awareness and how all the knowledge that they acquired in the organization can be used to achieve the organization strategy. This connection is made since from day one in the program. They have to learn what is the organization strategy. Okay, what's your final goal of your organization? Once you know that, you have to understand how they are looking for, how, what are the plans that they have, what is the action plan that they have to achieve the organizational strategy. And then after that is, okay, what is my collaboration? How can I be part of that story? How can I add to that story? So an interesting thing that this program is capable of doing is they bring what is happening at the organization to the assignments. It's very much applicable to their reality. It's going to be used, everything that they are studying and they are discussing in class and they are collaborating on 
is based on a reality that they are experiencing. It's based on a life story that they are building together that will help the organization to achieve their main strategy. They are able to point it out exactly what they can do in their position to help the organization to achieve their strategy. And once the top level management sees that, these students are, are promoted. As we heard from Diane, the Executive Masters develops a mindset that positions students and alumni to look for how they can add value to their organization in ways aligned to strategy. And as Diane described, they're helped in the program by bringing the realities of their organizations into assignments. This means that assignments or projects are naturally aligned to benefit organizations while also benefiting students as they learn in the program. Let's consider a couple of examples of such projects. First, we'll hear from Manny, who graduated from the program in 2019. Manny shared with me his account of how a class project led to a process improvement that benefited his organization. Here's Manny. The project that I utilized was optimizing the supply ordering process. We had like 700 employees, big building, one supply room on the third floor, and everybody would walk up there and place their order and pick up orders. And I saw an opportunity as I was going through the class, you know, and they were teaching us to, you know, look at your environment, see what areas you can improve. And, you know, I was looking for a project and I said, this is perfect, the supply we can optimize the supply. So I started doing some research and looking at it. And I said, you know what, we're going to automate this process and we're going to make it quicker. And folks don't have to walk up there and, 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 and travel. The program taught you that first you have to grab this data, get a baseline, or you're going to do a needs assessment or maybe action research where you're actually observing. And so understanding and knowing all these concepts, applying it, and get, getting this data, uh, getting this baseline data, employing your new process improvement process, it, putting it into place and monetizing and seeing how much money you're actually saving. So first we had to get a baseline. I think we used a month as a uh, time frame, and we were able to find out how much time was wasted. And we came up with a process and automated ordering sheet through the SharePoint there at work where everybody could just get on the SharePoint, order anything that you needed, and you did not have to pick it up because the mail clerk's job now was to deliver those packages from the supply room to the person who actually ordered. And we were able to show how much money was being saved by utilizing this process. And I was going through, you know, going through the program. I sat down with the director and I told him, you know, I'm, I'm attending this program, as you know, and I'm going to take on the role as a consultant. And, and so I gave him my pitch and he agreed, go ahead. You know, I think that would be a great idea. And when he saw that he was going to save so much money by making sure that all these employees were not wasting their time by walking up there. When I showed them and then later on, you know, showed them the numbers and how much money uh, they were actually saving. He was very surprised. 
And I think it was uh, 145,000 over three years that they were going to be uh, saving in labor cost by employing this system of ordering. In Manny's case, the program encouraged him to explore where he could add value within his organization and then gave him the knowledge on how to analyze the situation, identify opportunities, generate a benchmark, determine the potential savings to the company, and then present a business case to a leader, the outcome of which was a saving of $145,000 over three years. For a second example of how an assignment led to an organizational benefit, let's now hear from Adan, a recent graduate of the program and the co-founder of a small engineering firm in Houston. In Adan's case, the project helped him and his business to determine the profitability of projects that contributed to the continued growth of his company. Let's hear about it from Adan. This is a small business. So at the very beginning, especially our first five years, there's not really much data being collected that it's being used. Big companies that have a tremendous amount of data, they can extract it easily and they can kind of sort it out and tell a story. For me, the challenge was identifying what kind of data I need to extract. That was a very challenging. And most of the data, it has to be information that impacts our labor and if we're being profitable. And, and one of the projects that I had during this program touched both of those because we were trying to figure out, are we being profitable with uh, the amount of work we're putting into these projects? Is there any projects that we can identify that are not profitable that we need to reconsider how we price? And what the program did, it helped me first bring awareness and the professors work with me on identifying the type of data that I need to extract. And that was through our interaction. I met one-on-one with the professors and I needed to know from them, like, what exactly do they think that I'm supposed to be collecting? To, to answer the question that I'm trying to answer, which is, are we or we're not being profitable in these projects? I was able to break down all the hours that we put into several projects. And then it kind of gave me an idea, was there a profit or if we were spending so much time, was it a situation where it was just a specific employee spending too much time in it? We noticed that most of the projects that we spent a lot of time in were clients that we were educating through this process, right? Through this engagement that we had with them. We want to teach our our customers, but also we want to make profit on these projects. So we, we, we were looking to see how do we make that balance? Because over time, as clients get more educated, we make more profit because it takes less time for us to deal with these projects. We, we, we learned some of our shortcomings have been not having the right technology, I guess, software programs to capture the data. But with what we have, we have been able to come up with a story and it's helped us on knowing what we need to do, what is the next strategy, what is the change that we need to implement using that data. So we've now heard six different examples of how organizations have benefited. In most of those cases, the benefits flowed directly from the learning happening within the executive masters and specifically from the strategic project that students complete in the program. However, the benefits to organizations go well beyond those resulting from the outcomes of the projects. There are benefits from students bringing their learning into the workplace throughout their time in the executive masters and beyond. Here's Consuelo again to describe how that happens. 
even when the strategic project is occurring, there is already transfer, there is pollination occurring as they converse with their stakeholders, as they converse with clients, as they converse with the target audience, there is already transfer occurring. That may be questions asked, that may be framing, that may be the design of that solution. So many things have happened just in conversations. And so therein, transfer is already occurring across the organization. That pollination is already occurring. Relationship building, partnership developments, uncovering data. So there's so much occurring. And then at the individual level, they, yeah, the companies pretty much have a hypo. Someone who comes in with a with change leadership has impact. And a lot of them get promoted very quickly because of the way they're showing up in the organization. So one of my students said, yeah, you always said that we're not just about designing interventions, but we are the intervention. And yeah, so knowing the whole self and that mindfulness, I guess, of how we're showing up in our organizations, how do we show up with our colleagues is, is significant. As we heard there from Consuelo, organizations are benefiting in multiple ways as a result of an employee going through the program. That message was underscored in my conversations with students and alumni, and it struck me just how much of the program transfers into the workplace and how so much of someone's work utilizes and benefits from program learning. To hear more about that, let's meet Tracy, who graduated from the program in 2014 and now works on products innovation for a major organization that refines, distributes, and markets petroleum products. When I met with Tracy, she taught me through just how much of the program she's used since graduating. What I was doing in my action research project particularly impacted that company in a positive way. That particular project uh, was successfully implemented, which increased employee satisfaction and uh, supported additional programs that were developed in concert with my efforts that impacted 6,300 employees in 83 countries. Because the outcomes became a full, robust program of developing their people, their their processes, um, how they engage with employees, how they manage performance and approach global projects and the, the people capabilities and the system capabilities. And partnering that with, with some of the the jobs and the efforts and um, stewardship activities and in business partnering with outside organizations as well. Uh, so the way that, that that company did business also changed as a result of some of the efforts. And overall, it was an operational effort supporting a worldwide enterprise. So, um, so they definitely benefited you know, I would say at least 75% to 80, maybe even higher of, um, of the work that I'm doing now that I have been doing for the past six years has all directly been products of my learnings from U of H. With U of H and the Action Research Program and with, you know, the different tools and I, we call it a toolkit, you know, with the toolkit that they have given us, you know, I've developed and created organizations. I've supported technology, implementations, enhancements, 
some M&A activities and building developmental programs for individuals in the company and also supporting our, our culture and philanthropic efforts. And all of those pieces were largely supported by, by the information that, that I learned and the education that I received and the mentorship that I received from, from U of H. As we inch towards wrapping up our episode, I've saved one extract for the end that explores how organizations benefit from someone who's in the program, applying what they learn to their everyday job. First, though, let's consider what we've learned about the organizational benefits of the executive masters in HRD. We've heard from former students and faculty about the experiential nature of the program that uses real organizational issues as the basis for projects and assignments that are tied into organizational strategy, and heard multiple examples of how organizations then benefited from the outcomes of those projects and assignments in the form of improved processes, new teams and new programs that generated revenue and saved money. We also heard about how those graduating from the program have continued to use what they learn and that a high percentage of their work continues to leverage that learning as graduates of the program have increasingly impactful roles in their organizations. To close out our episode, let's hear from Jay, a current student, who spoke with me about how her learning from the program is transferring into everyday work and benefiting her organization and how all of that is getting noticed by her leaders. Here's Jay. Going through the program, you have almost an immediate sense of application. And so you, you hear a theory, you, you have an experiential experience through class, you have an opportunity to self-reflect. And then it seems like within the next week or so, some type of organizational example actually arises And it's almost like instantaneously I can apply at least 50% or 75% of what I've just gone through in class. And so I would say from an organizational perspective, it's that enhanced knowledge in a way that's just in time to serve better or to, to ask better questions or to help analyze information or make decisions. And I can say for me, for an example, My Excel or Tableau skills, my data analytical skills are probably not as strong as I would prefer, or I'm not known in my circle in the organization as an analytical person. And taking this analytical statistics class this semester, I've been able to apply that knowledge to reports that I'm working on that just two months ago, the reporting was not part of my uh, scope. Tableau was never part of my vocabulary. And Within this week, not only have I been able to ask questions of people who have expressed proficiency in Tableau, but actually use Tableau on the job. And my my manager was even impressed. And she was like, oh my goodness, you're speaking in a language that you've never spoken in before with such confidence. And I immediately shared, well, this is actually what we're working on this week in our program. And she was just immediately impressed. So for me, it's almost as if the school knows what's about to happen in my industry. And I, I get those classes right in the nick of time and I can apply and, and have tangible results. And uh, that application actually helps me learn and, and commit to memory and, and just be more proficient. And so it's, it's helping me understand 
data and apply information in a way that shows the strength and the value of not only the program, but me as an individual. Thank you for joining me for this look at the organizational benefits of the University of Houston's Executive Masters in HRD. I want to thank my guests for the episode. You heard from Ernie Ayala, Dovey Kraus, Winston Joes, Adam Morales, Ashley Naud, Diane Polizello, Manny Rodriguez, Tracy Shavana, Jay Thompson, and Consuelo Waite. I hope that their stories have encouraged you to reflect on your own experiences and benefits of working with and employing students and graduates of HRD programs. I'll be back next week with another episode when we'll explore the significant role that cohorts play in the executive HRD experience and how cohorts impact someone's becoming. Until then, this is Darren Short signing off from Executive HRD. Executive HRD is brought to you by the University of Houston's Executive Masters in HRD and it's a production of allbypodcast.com.